0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Five One Volleyball Podcast. It's been a while, I know. Uh, what, probably six to eight months here since I've sat down and recorded a podcast. So I'll just do a quick word before we start on what's going on. I actually moved uh, to Europe. Uh, you know, I figured I enjoyed doing this volleyball media thing so much, I'd try and make a career out of it. So currently been living in Luxembourg for the past eight months and. As anyone who's moved continents knows, it's it's a, it's quite a process to get everything in order, get everything ready, get everything set up. Additionally, hard, if, if you're a non-EU citizen, they do not make it easy. Anyway, I'm glad to be back to podcasting, have everything finally set up now. So hopefully these will become somewhat more regular again. For everyone who really enjoyed the podcast, sorry it took so long to get back into it. And sorry I didn't... Uh, let you guys know that i was taking a break it ended up being a lot longer than i thought to set everything up and then of course this whole uh, covid 19 business was not uh, great for the sports industry or people living in new countries or anyone really on the planet as well Anyway, the topic for today's podcast is going to be a review, off-season review of the Italian League, my favorite league to watch, the top men's volleyball league in the world, really competitive, especially this year, top to bottom. I'm just going to go through, talk about the major uh, transfers for each team, players going in and out, and, and give each of them a uh, letter grade rating at the end. I'm going to go in the team order record from last year, so starting with Cucine, Lube, Civitanova, 53 points, 18 and 2 last year were dominating. Looked like they were going to win both the Scudetto and even maybe the Champions League. Their biggest move this year is for sure Brazilian setter Bruno Resende leaving the team. Joined in 2018-2019, won them the Champions League. Uh, the first Super Finals was Lube, Chivitanova's. And this year, again, like I said, they were looking to have a very dominant season as well. However, they were not able to hold on to him, interestingly enough, because a lot of Brazilian players coming over to Europe this year because of the uh, financial difficulties with a lot of the clubs. But Bruno decides to go to Valle in Brazil, one of the strongest Brazilian teams. And in his place is another really good setter, Luciano De Checo from Argentina via Perugia. Generally, I actually like De Checo better uh, purely talking about a uh, from a setting perspective. I don't know if he fits Lube's teams better just because Bruno put a little more pressure on with serving, was a slightly better blocker. Defense, mm, pretty close, maybe De Cicco by a bit. However, Luciano De Checo should have a lot of fun with the hitters such as Osmani Wontorena, Yoandi Liel, uh, Robert Landy Simon, Simone Anzani. Yeah, it's, it, it's going to be a, a a pretty nice team here. However, they did lose one of their best weapons from last year, Matej Biniak, who's returning to Skra Belchatov in Poland. I mean, it didn't matter that much in the Italian league because they were already over the foreigner limit, but Matej Biniak made them so dominant in the Champions League, and that's why they were probably my, my favorite to win the whole thing last year. Of course, everyone, if you don't know, the season got cut short in the Italian league and in the Champions League due to COVID-19. However, they still do have Simone Anzani, one of the best middle blockers in Italy. Plays for the Italian national team as a starter usually. So they shouldn't have too many issues in the middle still. Other minor moves are dropping Amir Gafour, who was injured pretty much all of last season. Didn't see much time Uh, for Jan Hadrava, who may be not quite as good as Amir Gafour. Oh, I don't know. It's it's, it's a close one. Uh, Jan Hadrava, a Czech opposite. But both probably were starting behind uh, Luxembourgish, opposite Camille reich who was probably not as good as, as, as we thought he would be last year, but we'll see how he looks with a new setter in Dacheco. He looked really good on revenue the year before, so uh, hopefully with another year of training and, and playing with Dacheco, a bit of a different look at setter, he, he should be okay. So overall, I gave lubic a B-minus. Bruno for Checo swap. It's probably uh, just Bruno's decision. Probably wasn't Lube's decision. Great job uh, getting another top-tier setter in for Bruno, though. They could have easily uh, gone the route of another team and lost a top setter and not replaced him. So uh, good job keeping Diceko. However, they lost Biniak, which is going to really hurt their Champions of Gods. So they didn't really replace him with anyone. Uh, still a really, really strong team, though. Next up is Modena, who had a great season last year at 17 and 4, picking up Matt Anderson, who really helped them, and Bartosz Bednorz, the Polish outside hitter, was like five times better than anyone expected. One of the best hitting seasons in, in uh, Italian Super League history, so he was incredible. However, he's one of the first players I'm going to talk about. They lost him to Zenit Kazan, who brought him in to replace Svetin Sokolov, except uh, as an outside hitter, because the <laughs> Maxim Mikhailov experiment at outside hitter did not really go uh, too well for Zenit Kazan. And now I'm just going to give a quick list of all the other players they lost. Max Holt, who had been there a few years at the club, Matt Anderson, who is going to play in China, Ivan Zaitsev, also going to Russia like Betnoj, except he is going to play for uh, Kuzbas Kemerovo, and Salvatore Rossini, who is going to go to... Trentino. So yeah, that's like a uh, really competitive team of full starters that Moneda lost. Unfortunately, they have a d- bit of a different model than a lot of Italian league clubs. They don't have any major sponsors or, or, or uh, benefactors. They really rely on, on ticket sales and kind of almost like crowdfunding from the community. So they were hit especially hard financially. However, they still have a, a, a decent team. They managed to make a few, uh, a few good signings. Jenny Grebennikov, probably their best one, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of saying they don't have any money, but they managed to sign the best uh, libero in the world, so that's not too bad. They also signed Dragon Stankovic, who is now considered an Italian player, for those of you who, who didn't know that. Luca Vittori, you know, uh, returning to Modena again. Uh, didn't, didn't have, hasn't had the best kind of run the last few years, but still still definitely a serviceable, serviceable player. Still an Italian, which helps. They signed the manager who had a great Euro Volley 2019 and then pretty strong season actually in Milano last year. So he's, uh, he after a couple of rough years, he, he's kind of finding his way back. And then also uh, Daniele Lavia, a young Italian prospect, and Moritz Karlitzek, a uh, German who played for, I believe it was, uh, Top Volley Latina last year. So Morena is going to be a really interesting team to watch this season. I know a lot of people are picking them to fall outside the top four with maybe uh, Milano coming in to replace them uh, in, the, in the top teams. I don't know. They, they should be interesting. I mean, they still have in my pick for the best setter in, in volleyball right now, Micah Christensen, who who they did a great job to keep. They have uh, Jenny Grubenikov, the best libero in volleyball. Pretty strong middles in Dragon Stankovic and Daniele Mazzone. However, uh, the reason why people think they're not going to be great is because they have a wing rotation that is not really comparable to any of the other top teams in the Super League. Uh, Pedrick is nice, but he's getting a lot older at, at 33, starting to lose some of uh, some of that speed, some of that bounce. And it'll be interesting to see who they go for between Moritz Karlochek and Daniele Lavia. Lavia, uh, both pretty young guys who... I've been a big fan of Moritz Karlochek for a long time, ever since he... I saw him playing in Champions League for Frankfurt and I was like, man, this guy's way too good for uh, to play in the Bundesliga. And then, of course, I think the next year he, he went to uh, Italy. Daniele Lavia uh, had some time with the Italian national team during Nations League last year. And we can see that he has a lot of potential and he's still only 21 years old. And, and, but they can play like they They're not really constrained by the foreigner limit, considering that uh, Stankovic is considered an Italian now. And they also signed a uh, very promising young outside hitter who has performed quite well at the uh, underage international and European tournaments. And that's Tommaso Rinaldi, uh, born in 2001. So look for him to maybe get some time. It'd be interesting to see how he fares uh, in the Superliga. Overall, I'm not a huge fan of this Modena team. They're really lacking in firepower. It'll be interesting. It'll be a real test for Micah Christensen to see what he can do with this roster. However, they do have a lot of strong blockers, a really strong defense. So a lot of long rallies. They're going to be a really tough team to score on. However, I expect they're going to uh, be tough for them to score as well. Overall, I give them a D. I originally had them a bit lower, but the more I think about this team, I'm starting to like it. There's, there's some potential here. I see them finishing probably still in fifth place behind Milano, though. I, I agree with that. Next team up is Perugia, who finished at 18-2 and as well last season. However, they had less points than Modena because they had more five-setters. That's how the point system works in most volleyball leagues. If you go to five sets, uh, you get less points. So the biggest thing for Perugia, I've already mentioned it when I was talking about Lube, but they lost a longtime setter, Luciano De Checo, which is a huge blow to them. He was so important to their offense. He, he really allowed them to run some devastating, uh, middle offenses, really good in the back row, uh, going to be a really tough to come back from him. And they replace him with dragon Travica, who, who, who is a pretty large, uh, downgrade used to be at the Italian national team center, but it is a lot older now, not nearly how he was in his prime. Still can provide some, uh, pretty good blocks some decent serve, but this setting is definitely going to take a big step down from DeCecco. They're not going to be run, be able to run nearly as much fun stuff. However, uh, he is an Italian, which does really help the uh, construction of the roster during Italian Super League league play because it allows them to start both Wilfredo Leon and Oleg Plotnitschke, which was an issue for them last year because if they want to start all their foreigners, uh, but Oleg Plotnitschke ended up on the bench a lot of the time. And <laughs> if, you, if you've seen him play the last couple of years, he is way too good to be on the bench. I think he's probably in the top 10 best outside hitters in the world right now. However, it doesn't matter for Champions League well, where they will probably have a worse team than last year because that, that Champions League lineup, like Lubez, was, was, was e- even better in the Champions League than it was in the Italian Super League. They also lost Serbian middle blocker Marco Podrashinin to Trentino. They're going to feel that one as well. However, they did replace him with a very slight downgrade in Sebastian Soleil. I, honestly, Sebastian Sole is a really good player. I don't even know if that's that much of a downgrade. They also added uh, Dutch outside hitter Thijs Terhorst, who is a very big outside hitter. Can't really pass that well, but good blocker, good attacker. Played on uh, Ravenna last year. He'll be a nice addition to the team. I think uh, Wietel Hainan is big on kind of having a deep roster, resting his starters a lot in the uh, regular season. Just because Perugia is for sure going to make the playoffs, both Champions League and in the Italian Super League. And it's it's a lot of games for these volleyball players to play. It's a lot of jumps, so giving the starters rest some games I think is really important for such a long season. They also added this is my favorite um, addition. But Shawan Vernon Evans, the uh, young Canadian opposite, will be joining Perugia. Really happy for him that he got is getting the opportunity to play on one of the best uh, volleyball clubs in the world. And you know his his rise up the ranks of volleyball has been great. Instead of going to uh, college in Canada, he's played for, for Sava, he's played for Ravenna as a starter, was one of the leading scorers uh, in the entire league, and now is going to get some really good coaching from Vito Hanin and is going to learn a lot from Alexander Atanaseevic. So, like that sounding for them. And of course, he's, he's more than ready to step in for Atanaseevic if he's having an off game. We, we actually see that dynamic work pretty well on the Serbian national team where and Lubrić is able to come in for Atanasanovic, who is obviously an incredible player but can get inconsistent sometimes. There are also a lot of interesting rumors about Filippo Lanza, who was uh, supposed to be leaving the team. I think he wanted a starting role, and he's clearly not going to start under this setup. However, I don't think he was able to land a contract that was up to his standards, I guess. That's what it seems to be. So he'll still be with the team. Not sure how much playing time he wants, he's going to get. Maybe as a decent uh, third outside hitter-passer option. But yeah, I think uh, Lanz's reputation is starting to catch up with him. Uh, I I would guess a lot of the other smaller teams probably think he's too expensive for what he gives you and probably brings a lot of uh, side drama to the team as well. Of course, keeping Wilfredo Leon, the best volleyball player in the world, is great. They signed uh, two Germans, David Sassenheimer. Uh, as a backup outside hitter and also Jan Zimmerman as a backup setter. I think Videlhannan spends a bit more money on his backups uh, than a lot of other Italian teams, a lot of foreign players because I guess he just wants competitive practices, but it you know seems to be working all, all right for Perugia recently. So I give them a uh, B. you know, I, obviously it hurts to lose Decheco, but I really like the Shawan signing. they managed to replace in with one of the only middles that can replace his production in uh, Sebastian Soleil uh, and adding ties to Horst could uh, provide a nice switch up option off the bench as well. They're going to be worse in champions league, but I don't think it'll make them too much worse in the Italian league. Now we have one of the teams with the biggest off season and that is Trentino. They made some crazy signings, completely cleaned house, in terms of players, losing Aaron Russell, losing Iroskovic, Davide Condolaro, Jenny Grubenikov, Clement Cheboulle, and you know that roster did not really perform up to expectations. I think I think on paper it looked really good, but not the most successful couple of seasons. I mean, they won a CV Cup, but coming in fourth place in the uh, Champions League or in the uh, Italian league last year. Uh, probably a bit painful for for Trentino after spending so much money on that roster and and, and keeping Simone Gianelli as well. So they made some really cool signings. They managed to convince Ricardo Lucarelli to come over from Brazil. Like I was mentioning, a lot of Brazilians coming over this year. They signed Marco Pedrashan away from Perugia. They got Namir Abdelaziz from Milano. Very exciting. Got Dick Coy, uh, who is now considered an Italian player, as well as one of their outside hitters and also picked up Salvatore Rossini, probably the actually definitely the second best uh, Italian libero from Modena. So yeah, I, I really like these moves. I mean, obviously Aaron Russell, uh fantastic pair of outside players. I think complemented each other really well. Few injury concerns for Aaron Russell at inopportune times for Trentino the last couple of seasons, but you know it's still really good players. Tough losing Grubenko obviously, but I think overall they were they replaced the production well. Uh, Ricardo Lucarelli and Namir Abdelaziz is an absolutely killer, killer offensive pairing. Marko Berdashenen is uh, paired next to Sreko Lizanac, the two uh, Serbian middle blockers, are uh, another really good pairing. So they're just going to be offensively really, really tough to stop between Luccarelli, uh, Namir, Dick Coy. Passing's not that bad either. Ricardo Lucarelli, fantastic passer. Rossini, another really good passer. Dick Coy, not the best. Dickoi is kind of the, the weak link in this lineup, I think. But if if he's your weak link, I mean, <laughs> that, that that's a pretty strong team. Blocking again, really good in the middles between Lizanac and Podrashinin. Not as strong on the wings. Lucarelli and Namir are, are not the best blockers ever, despite uh, very athletic guys. Their their timing and positioning is is not as good. Overall, though, I give Trentino an A. Very good team. Didn't want to give them the A plus because they were losing a lot of good players. However, they they replaced the production, and I think they are threats, actual threats to win both Champions League and the Scudetto this year. I think Perugia, Lube, Trentino are are very clearly the top three teams in Italy this year. Next up is Milano, who a lot of people have been very high on the last couple seasons. They're clearly making a push to join the Italian elite. However, they had a really key loss From last season, that's Namir Abdelaziz, who could be considered the best opposite in Italy and maybe almost all of volleyball last season. He was absolutely incredible, ridiculous server, unstoppable attacker, and, you know, can play a little defense. Can play a little defense. He used to be a setter, so he can uh, take the second ball as well. Just a fantastic all-around player. Losing him to Trentino, who I'm sure paid him just absurd amounts of money to join their team. Also losing a French outside hitter, Trevor Clevenot, and Nemanja Petrick as well. However, they signed a couple really strong outside hitters in Yuki Ishikawa and Stephen Marr, the Canadian outside hitter, and Yuki Ishikawa, obviously, the uh, uh, star Japanese outside hitter. Massive amounts of social media followers buoyed off the uh, super popularity of Haiku, I think that's how you say it. But also also just a really fantastic player in his own right, I think. So so here's 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 where I am with Milano. I think losing the mirror, and by the way, they added Jean but Pat- Jean Patry, the uh, French opposite, really really strong guy, really strong player. So I think that's a bit of a downgrade. I love Jean Patry. He's huge. He's like I think he's like the tallest guy on the French national team, like 6'10", 6'11", Uh Really been great as late. Uh, you know, I think I think myself included. I think a lot of people say he's uh, he's probably better than Stefan Boyer. At this point in time, I think he's the new the new starting French opposite going forward. Probably going to start in Tokyo 20, 2021, uh, in my opinion. However, still not up to Namir Abdelaziz's level. On the other uh, side of the coin, I think Yuki Shikawa and Stephen Mar are two like A minus to A level outside hitters. Definitely better than Namanja Patrick and Trevor Cloveno. Even those those guys are probably B to B plus level outside hitters. So so I think the upgrade at outside hitter pretty much. Uh, evens out the uh, up, the downgrade at opposite. The rest of their team being mostly the same. Nicola Passaresi is an Italian libero uh, I really like. I think he's a little underrated. Jan Kazimernik, a fantastic Slovenian middle blocker, a big part of their fantastic run at, at Eurovolley. Matteo Piano would be great if he was uh, at all healthy during the season. They lost Alexander Okolic as well, but he, he didn't really play for them last season at all. He was mostly there. I think, came late in the season as an injury replacement. Riccardo Spertoli, the short but very effective Italian setter, the Italian Benjamin Taniuti, will be setting for them again. I think I think uh, he's probably the second-best Italian setter after Gianelli. I think he's taken that crown from uh, Luca Spirito. So, yeah, a, a, a pretty strong roster overall. Losing the mirror is really going to hurt. He got, like, 40 sets a game last year, so... So they're gonna need to figure out ways to replace his offense. However, Yuki Shikawa, Steven Mar, Jan Kozlomernik, Jan Petri, Jean Petri, all very capable of uh, taking a pretty high set load as well. So I give Milano a B plus, losing the hurts, but I think they did a pretty good job in picking up some some very strong players to replace him. And I mean, come on, Steven Mar and Yuki Shikawa, that that's a pretty fun outside pairing. So I think you'll have yeah those top three Lube uh, Perugia and Trentino fighting for the top three spots, all, all fairly even in my opinion. And then Modena, Milano also pretty even are gonna fight for four and five. And then the team that placed after them last year was Ravenna, finishing nine and 12. So, so the record really starts to drop off. Usually the, the, there's a pretty big, uh, pretty big gap between the top teams and the rest of them in the Italian Super League. And it was especially pronounced last year. Ravenna losing a couple of pretty key players in their uh, in their surprise sixth place finish in Teister Horst, the Dutch op- or Dutch outside hitter who went to Perugia, and another player who went to Perugia, uh, Shawan Vernon Evans, Canadian opposite who was one of the top scorers in the entire league last year. So an- another opposite produced from the factory opposite factory in Ravenna after uh, Maurice Torres. Paul Buchager, Camille Rechlicki, and now Shawan Vernon-Evans, all opposites who they really developed and then lost. So they've lost those four opposites in the last four years. Pretty painful. However, they, they actually have another guy who, who could be in the exact same situation, in uh, Julio Pinali, a Italian opposite, played with Modena a little bit last year, Played a, can play a little outside hitter as well, and he's another young Italian guy. Uh, spent a bit of time with the Italian national team during Nations League as well. Probably will be a pretty full-time starter for them in the future. It's a kind of make-or-break season for him. I think he he does have the potential to be kind of a top-ten scorer in the league kind of offensive producer. They also added probably the best uh, North American prospect, actually definitely the best North American prospect coming over this year in Eric Lepke, who played for the legendary Trinity Western Spartans team that was absolutely stacked last year. Too bad we couldn't see them uh, complete their season because that team was crazy top to bottom. I know uh, Americans will definitely disagree with me on this one, but I think that team was probably even more stacked than the Long Beach State team from a couple of years ago with uh, TJ DeFalco, uh, Kyle Ensing, and Josh Chuaniga. It's pretty close, but I, but I, I think that's how good I think uh, Eric Lepke and the rest of those guys were, but Lepke was definitely the leader. Uh, way, way too good for university NC slash NCAA ball. He was hitting like 0.38 hitting efficiency, just like 8 to 9% higher than everyone else in the league. Probably the best player in uh, Canadian U sports since like, his second year of university. So I'm really excited to see how he turns out as a pro. Uh, a lot of people have compared him to TJ DeFalco. I think he's a bit of a different player, not as much of a uh, passer, smart beach defense guy, Uh, uh, more athletic, I would say, Uh, more dangerous from the back row, much better server. He's gonna come into the Italian league serving uh, above 110 pretty consistently. So a really nice fit for them and get a lot of playing time right away. So I'm excited, very excited, as you can tell, to uh, see Eric Lepke play probably uh, with Shawan, one of the best uh, Canadian prospects to come out in quite a while. They also added a, uh, another Canadian outside hitter, young guy, Brandon Coppers, who's, you know, hasn't really made a big splash professionally so far. He played for years in Kojal last year. Don't see him getting a lot of playing time above Eric Lepke and Francesco Riccin, a young, another young Italian. There's, there's a lot of actually good young Italian wings uh, coming up, Francesco Riccin, who who I see being the starter here. It's, it's gonna be really interesting at Setter. They signed Raphael Redwitz, uh, kind of a legendary French setter. However, he is going to be 40 in the upcoming season. And uh, and I know setters can still play really well into their old age. You don't really lose the ability to set as you get older, but he was already not the biggest setter and he's 40. So so he's going to be a huge liability in blocking. Alternatively, they could go with a super young guy, the 20-year-old Alexa Batak who I really like as a setter for the Serbian national team at at, uh, at Nations League last year. Obviously, Serbia really struggles at the setter position. Nikola Jovovic, not, not the greatest uh, technical guy ever. Uh, uh, that's a understatement. So, Alexa Batak actually saw some time with the team over Nikola Jovovic a couple times. So, maybe Serbia's setter of the future still has a, a lot, uh, lot to work on. But, you know, given the storied history of, of Serbian setters with uh, Nikola Gerbic. Maybe there's nothing there. Maybe, maybe he'll. this is the year where he'll show, show his stuff. Ravenna also keeping Janik Kovacic, a Slovenian libero, who I, who I really like, best libero at Eurovolley Euro 2019. Also keeping Alex Grozdenov, a pretty strong and very tall young Bulgarian middle blocker. So uh, pretty tough losing horse and Shawan Vernon Evans, who were by far their leading scorers last year. Made a couple of nice moves, kept a couple of important guys in Kovacic and Grozdanov. Really big question mark at setter between Batak and Redwitz. Overall I give them a C minus. It it really depends on on how Lepke and Penale work out. If if you told me that they have Lepke and Penali they signed five year contracts with Ravenna, I would have said, Okay, this is like a, a B plus, A minus level off season. But the issue with these young guys is that If they play well then one of the top teams is just going to steal them away immediately and if they play poorly then they're not even good enough for your team so it's 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 risky and and not that much reward uh situation for these uh kind of mid-tier teams here with young players next team i'm going to talk about who finished at 8 and 11 last year uh padova definitely one of the teams that's that got hit pretty hard by the COVID uh, financial implications. Here's a, a list of the players they lost. They lost Dragon Travica to Perugia. They lost Fernando Hernandez. The Cuban opposite, they lost Yuki Ishikawa to Milano. They lost Riley Barnes. They lost Luigi Randazzo. And they lost Alberto Polo. I actually really liked that collection of players last year. I think they underperformed a little bit relative to their talent level, but still like Yuki Ishikawa was amazing to watch the kind of offense-defense of Luigi Vandazzo and Riley Barnes, Alberto Polo, a strong young Italian middle, Fernando Hernandez. You know, who knows when he was going to hit 25 or 30 points in a game. And, you know, and Santiago Dinani, well one of my favorite liberos to watch as well. And they, they didn't really replace any of those players almost at all. They signed Slovenian opposite Tonček Stern, who... He's a nice player, but I don't think he's even at the level of of Fernando Hernandez. A guy who will definitely handle, can handle a high set load, but he's not going to be the most efficient guy doing it. So I understand why they sign these players. They don't have a lot of other offensive options, so they they straight up just need someone who you can throw a high ball to on the right side of the court and and hit uh, 30 to 40 times a game. But he's not the kind of guy that's going to make a team like this better. He's just going to raise their floor a little bit. And they also signed Kawika Shoji, the American setter, who, I don't know, he, he, he's a good player, but probably a little overrated due to being uh, on the USA national team. You know, I, I'd probably take Josh Tuaniga and Micah Ma above him as a from a pure setting player perspective, but Kuwika Shoji is still there because of uh, the Shoji connection, and it, he's a really great leader, really good guy, really good motivator. And, you know, he's definitely not a bad player by any means, but uh, I think a little overrated by probably American fans and casual fans. So overall, you know, there's not too much to say with Padova. They lost a lot of, pretty much all their good players and weren't really able to sign too many others. You you can tell a team does not have enough money to spend when they're losing not only their good foreign players, but also their good Italian players. So unfortunately, it sucks, but I'm going to have to give Padova an F for the offseason this year. Uh, I could see them being pretty close to the bottom of the league next up is another team that got hit pretty hard by uh covid they lost their uh, main sponsor in Calcedonia, i believe and and uh were not able to to really replace the players they lost and that is uh verona so they lost one of the best middles in the entire league and sebastian sole weren't able really to replace him with anyone They also lost Enrico Chester, who was not one of the best middles in the league, but was one of the best Italian middles who spent quite a bit of time with the Italian national team. And they also lost Garrett Magaduticia, who is having a bit of a uh, renaissance in 2019. And okay, so losing Sebastian Solé sucks, but Magaduticia and Enrico Chester, I mean, not going to be guys who make or break a team. The issue is for Verona is that they, they didn't really sign anyone to replace them, especially uh, in the middle. It's going to be pretty dire here between Eduardo Canesi, a, a decent young Italian guy, and Jonas uh, Aguinier, who, who I like. But as a team, you know, Verona was really competing kind of for that fifth spot uh, in the last few years. So they're definitely not going to be there. But their course still all right. Okay, so the big thing is if Thomas Jayski comes back, who has been injured for what feels like forever now, he'll come back. He came back, I think, for a little bit at, at one point and then uh, got injured again for the entire season. So I actually do respect Ruan a lot for, uh, you know, honor his contract, believing in him, keeping him around, because, you know, someone who suffered that amount of injuries, it's, it's, it's easy for both sides to say, okay, this sucks. This, this didn't work. Let's find something new. But no, they believe in Thomas Jayski. And I think if he's able to return to what he was before, he'll be like one of the best outside hitters in the entire Italian Super League. So that could be a huge, huge help for them. Uh, the other outside hitter is kind of a young, really young Bulgarian guy, uh, Aspura Asparov, who, I mean, he's only 20 years old. So, really young guy. Struggled a lot, to be honest. Like, he, he's definitely a highly touted prospect but struggled in his uh, first year uh, last year in the Italian Super League. Definitely shows a lot of problems, though. Very athletic, smart, skilled guy. Still still way too many mistakes for this level of volleyball, though. We'll see if he if he can tune those up. Maybe maybe he can be a starting-level outside hitter. And then, then they kept the rest of the core. Matej Kaziski, Stefan Boyer, Luca Spirito, uh, Federico Bonami. Koziski is still hanging in there at 36 years old. Stefan Boyer got a really high set load last year, especially before Koziski came because Mekatutisha and Asparov were were not really able to provide a lot of uh, of out-of-system offense at all, really. Uh, So maybe Boyer will be a little more efficient if he's able to pick his spots a little better. Uh, I really like Spirito as a setter. I love his uh, float serve. Definitely could work on his placement uh, sets a bit more. It just feels like Verona just keeps on falling falling a bit more uh, every year. I think it was 2017-18 where they looked like they were ready to compete among the top four. And now, if Thomas Jaski isn't healthy, they could be a contender to drop out of the league. Which, you know, you might think that, okay, this, this roster is not great, but it's not that bad, Dan. But this year, there's no real obvious pick to be relegated, because Sora dropped out of the league kind of uh, last second. So I feel like the last few years has been like a Sora or a Castellana Grote or a team like that that you know their their team is just clearly way weaker. And and even uh, if if you have a bad roster, then that team's going to get knocked out to Italian A2. This year, not really seeing that. There's a few teams I think Verona, uh, Padova maybe even uh, Valencia, I think are all way better than the worst teams in the league the past couple of years. So it's, it's going to be a uh, really tough fight to see who gets relegated this year. Going to be a lot more interesting than it was in the past. For Verona's rating, it really just depends on Thomas Jayski. They've basically paid him for two years without him playing. So we'll see if this investment pays off this year. If he's able to return to 90 to 95% of his uh, former level of play, I think they'll be good. I think it was was a decent off season, but if not, it's going to be uh, pretty rough here. starting Kaczynski and Asparov, and then those two middles. So overall, I'm going to give them a D minus because losing Soleil's really hurts, and, and they just didn't they didn't make any signings. So they capped a couple guys. You know, great job keeping Boye, Kaczynski, Jęski, Spirito, but they also didn't add anyone. So I, I can't give too high of a rating for that. Next up, a team that finished at 7-13 last season. So you can see a lot of these kind of -of middle-of-the-pack teams finished very, very close record-wise last season, and that is Monza, which I think is a suburb of Milano. And they lost probably one of the biggest-named players in the entire Italian Super League, and that is Bartosz Kurek, who is going over to play in Japan next year, getting that payday, going to score like 40 points per game. Can't really blame anyone uh, for playing in Japan. It sucks because you don't get to watch them as much, but it must be so much fun. I mean, Japanese fans are incredibly passionate about volleyball. You'll be a huge star over there, Got to eat Japanese food every day. So probably Mikhail Kubiak uh, convinced him a little bit to play over there. Monza did manage to replace him, uh, in my opinion, pretty decently, though, with uh, a young rising superstar opposite in Addis Vangumzija. Uh, coming from Turkey, played for Arkas Izmir last year, and even though he's only, I think, 20 years old, already probably too good for the uh, Turkish league. Extremely athletic, coordinated player. He's like a gymnast in the air. He can twist his body, uh, fire shots around the block. Uh, for those of you who don't know about him or haven't watched him play, like this guy's the real deal. You'll really enjoy watching him play. Don't think he can replace the unreal production that Kurek had last year, but He's, he's going to be a really nice addition to the Italian Super League. I think he'll play here for a very long time if he wants to. They also picked up a really nice player from the uh, Modena Exodus, and that's Max Holt, the American middle blocker. I think had a, a really, really great 2019. Played amazingly for the United States during 2019 summer. Also played really well for Modena during their run uh, last season. So great pickup for Monza, however, also losing... Bulgarian middle blocker, Viktor Yosefov, who is probably one of the best blocking middle blockers in the league. But I think overall, Max Holt gives, gives you quite a bit more. Better server, much, 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 much better attacker. Can actually play defense, whereas Yosefov might as well be off the court for the uh, back row, front row defense. That doesn't include blocking, obviously. Also losing uh, Ricardo Goy, who's a serviceable Italian libero. Also using Yassine Luwati, the French outside hitter, another player who kind of came alive 2019, played an important part uh, for France in the Tokyo Olympic qualification tournament in January. And I I think is a player that, because there were so many good French outside hitters, wasn't really getting too much attention. But I think now people are starting to realize that he's actually a, a very, very strong player in his own right, but just a victim of how many good French wings there are. And unfortunately, there's not really anyone to replace him. So they so they managed to keep Donovan Zavarana. Fantastic. Uh, definitely a future star in volleyball, star of the Czech national team. But beside him at the outside hitter position, I, honestly, I, 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 don't, I don't really know. They have Marcos Sledlicek, a Croatian outside hitter. And they have a Belarusian, really young Belarusian, and Italian outside hitters. So I'm guessing it's going to be Sledlicek. But I don't remember him even playing that much last year when he was on the team. It was pretty much only Zavronach and uh, Luati. So someone in Monza, I think, is going to be thrust into a big role that they're not ready yet. And in the Italian league, outside a hitter is not a position that you want to be unsure about. So unfortunately, even though I love the uh, getting Addis Lagum Zija, I'm really excited to watch him play, and also getting Maxwell Holt. Yeah, they have Galassi, Holt and Beretta as the middle blockers, really strong uh, trio of guys there. Unfortunately, d- due to just not having a second outside hitter, you you can't you can't not have a second outside hitter. I'm going to give them i C-. I I'm excited for their team. I think they're going to be good. I think they have a strong chance of making the playoffs. But I think if they signed a good second outside hitter, they would have been like really close to uh, knocking on the door of uh, Modena and Milano for that 4-5 spot, but Unfortunately, I, I don't know if that will be the case between kind of some mediocre liberos and a no-name second outside hitter. Uh, it's going to be a real tough uh, time for passing in Monza. So even though obviously COVID hit a lot of teams financially quite hard, there seem to be a couple teams here that actually seem to have a little bit more money to spend than they did last year, and one of those teams is Piacenza, who... It's technically only their second season in the league, but, you know, if you, if you know Italian volleyball, you know that Piacenza is kind of a a, a storied volleyball franchise. It's been around for a really long time, but this is technically a new club. It's not uh, the Piacenza that had like Luciano De Ceco and Robert Landy Simon back in the day. It's technically a new club, and this year they made some killer signings. The two biggest ones being American outside hitter Aaron Russell and opposite your Grozier. and those are pretty big. Like, you're not going to be a mid-tier team in the Italian Super League and, and sign guys like Grozier and Aaron Rossley. Usually the mid-tier teams only get one player like that. And it doesn't end there. They also added Oleg Antonov, the uh, Italian outside hitter, and also Trevor Cleveno, who used to play on the uh, old Piacenza. And at the middle blocker position, they're adding Alberto Polo, Davide Condolaro, and then setting is the Cuban uh, Radal Hierzulo. So, wow, like that's 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 a pretty strong roster overall there, just on the players that they've added. They also lost uh, Matteo Paris and Max Cavana from last year. Mm, not not really my two favorite setters. Gabriele Nelly is going to play in Russia. Again, I, I think uh, Grozier is an upgrade on there. They lost Dick Coy. You know, definitely a nice player now that he's considered an Italian in the Super League, but in my opinion, Antonov's, not too much of a downgrade, and obviously Aaron Russell is way, 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 way better than Alex Berger. They lost Stankovic and Krzmanovic, but I think I think they did a, a pretty good job in replacing them with Alberto Polo and Candelaro. So, I think just about an upgrade at every position there for Piacenza. I think they're very close to being in that 4-5 range with Modena and Milano. Maybe Maybe they could go ahead of one of those teams. I think as it stands, they're... Pretty much a lock for sixth place or better. Maybe uh, one more team coming up that could challenge them, but but definitely a playoff-level team in the Italian Super League. Very, very strong offensive team with Grosier, uh and Aaron Russell, two very strong attackers, pretty good blockers. I could see passing being a bit of an issue. We've seen Aaron Russell struggle on that side of the ball, and they don't really have like a super, super servicey of libero uh, that could that could cover for his weaknesses and cover that court. They also signed American Setter, but has been playing opposite for the last couple of years, James Shaw, who I haven't really seen play opposite a ton. I know he played with the USA B team a bit. He played in France last year. He played, I think, kind of like half a season on the bench in Zaxa as an opposite uh, last year or the year before. So hopefully look at the cm i know Grozier is a little injury prone so but i'm glad he's still uh able to keep finding his passion in volleyball even if he's switching positions we've seen a lot of really good uh good switches from setter to opposite however i think the way ben patch played last year like the year, like last summer i would have said okay if if another american opposite wants to come in the, the backup spot is wide open behind matt anderson but I think I'm a lot more sold on Ben Patch, so I don't think he's going to be with the national team, the national A team, but but he seems like a really good guy and also really passionate about Stanford volleyball. Which I, if you guys haven't signed the petition to save Stanford volleyball, who is uh, discontinuing discontinuing their men's volleyball program, I, I strongly encourage you to do that. Probably uh, one of the most worthy causes in volleyball uh, you can promote, and you know, as this podcast, very big supporter of men's. Volleyball, I I really think that cutting Stanford men's volleyball was the wrong move and just crazy to me, it's crazy to me. So I, yeah, go sign that petition. Anyway, yeah, P. chen's a great team. I give them a an A plus, the best uh, rating so far. They hugely improved their team from a decent mid level team to like okay, these guys are a serious uh, threat. To take a few games in the playoffs, even off one of the top teams, strong from top to bottom, have a couple of top top tier players, and Aaron Russell and Yorg Grozier, and you know Trevor Clevino, Davide Caldellaro, Alberto Polo, Holy Gantinoff, Radel Herezulo, like all like B B plus guys as well. So very strong team, and we're getting to the last couple teams here. Uh, another team like Piacenza coming up next. Uh, top Volley Sestana, who finished at five and fifteen. Last season, close to the bottom of the league, but not quite, Not they're not really surprising given their roster last year. But they made some really nice pickups again, like like Pichin's a team that seemed to actually have more money to spend this year than last year, or, or maybe just spent it better, who knows. So they lost Jean-Patrie, big loss at opposite there, but you know lost him to a better team, unfortunately, it happens. Lost Martin Van Garderen, wasn't a plus in the Italian Super League, in my opinion. Same with Ezekiel Poliçias and Moritz Karlitzek. Probably Karlitzek, the best uh, player out of those three. But none of them were guys who who really, at least how they played last season, had the potential to move the needle. They were fine, but but not gonna win games for you. And they and they made some really nice uh, additions. So first Georgi Segenov, who's like fully the starter starting setter of the Bulgarian national team now. A guy who's played in Italy before when he played for Sora, played in Turkey last year, and and, and I think is is a really nice blocking setter. And his placement was a bit of a weakness before, but I, I think he's definitely improved a lot since his last stint in Italy in that regard. They also added the hilarious, the lovable Kevin Tilly. They added Luigi Randozo. They added Tobias Crick, the TikTok superstar. Probably a lot, not a lot of people who knew who he was, and now he, arguably one of the most famous volleyball players. But purely uh, speaking volleyball and not TikTok, he's, a, uh, I think, a really, really strong middle prospect. Absolutely huge guy, but still but pretty athletic and learning the ropes of the middle position very quickly. I think he's going to be dangerous. Still can't really serve, but hopefully that will come with time because he, he, can, he can do pretty much everything else. And not last but not least, they added Julio Sabi, who is returning to Italy after having a bit of a Chinese league experience the past couple of years. So yes, some really good players added added to the roster. I think Julio Sabi, I mean, we haven't seen a play in a couple of years and he's and he's getting older, so I think it's unlikely that he's gonna be better than Jean Patrie even before he left. It was probably a pretty close call. But I mean Luigi Rondozo and Kevin Tilly are, are pretty pretty strong uh, pair of outside hitters, and I think complement each other well. Kevin Tilly, very good passing, very good defensively. Still doesn't give up too much on serve. Probably probably uh, not the best attacker at this point in his career, but I think Luigi Rondozo can make up for that because he he's a guy who's not as strong as a passer, but, but very good offensive player. And, and I like that on the team. I like, it's smart roster construction. Especially for a team that can't afford to have players that can do both, but you know have one guy who's who's more of a passer defender and one guy who can have a high set load and attack the ball really well. And I think Top Volley Cisterna did that here. So overall, I would give them an A. I mean, just their team got a lot better. They kicked out a few mid-level, uh, average to below average for the Italian league outside hitters, brought them some guys who can really make a difference, brought in a huge middle blocker and tobias creek uh, also were able to keep uh arthur schwartz the canadian middle blocker so it's going to be a, actually a really strong pair of uh, middle blockers there they kept libero Domenico cavicini who is still to this day criminally underrated may not be like an a-plus passing libero but man the level of defense and hustle he brings to your team is unbelievable like he's 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 one of my favorite Liberos to watch if you don't if you haven't uh Caught up to Domenico Cappuccini. This is the year, people. This is the year. And, 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 you know, some teams in the league, they lost a lot of players and they didn't really add anything worthwhile. It's the opposite with top Cisterna. Cisterna. They, okay, they've lost players, but nobody that, that I'm going to get too upset about. And they added some really good guys. So, yeah, uh, A for Cisterna. And our last team is uh, Vibo Valencia, who also finished at 5-15 in the Italian Super League last year. Kind of, actually actually, even though they didn't finish with a good record, I, I would always love to watch uh, their teams on, on Sundays. They had a really fun guys. They had a rookie uh, TJ DeFalco, they had Barthelomichin and Yez. Uh, they had Swan Engapet, Timothy Carly, they, they had some fun players. So unfortunately they lost the two uh, French outsides in Swan Engapet, who I who I'm not I don't think is signed anywhere yet, and uh, Timothy Carley, who is signed with the Berlin Recycling Volleys. They also lost German opposite Simon Hirsch, who wasn't really playing too much behind Abuba, the Brazilian opposite, and also lost Stefan Mangosi, who low-key, one of the uh, more offensively gifted Italian middles. And I mean, those guys are, are, are good players, but I think they replaced them with better players. Thibaut Russard, uh didn't have the best season last year with Fenerbahce, but but. On paper, he is a really strong outside hitter with a devastating serve. Enrico Chester also will be joining the team. As I mentioned earlier, he had some time with the Italian national team, had some good stints with uh, Lube Civitanova in the Champions League. And they also added Brazilian outside hitter Victor Cardoso, a really young guy who has been a staple of the Brazilian youth teams the last few years. And if you remember him, he actually played in the, uh, I think it was 2018 Nations League. Ended up starting uh, for Brazil. This is before they had Leal, Lial. I, Ricardo Lucarelli was injured. So they brought in Victor Cardoso, who I definitely ripped on at the time. But he was only, I think, 18 at the time. Now he's definitely a much better player and still rapidly improving. So maybe he can even... Uh, See a bit of playing time with Valencia here behind Rosard and TJ Defalco, who Valencia did a great job in keeping. Had a a pretty strong rookie season in the Italian league and I think is only looking to get better as time goes on here. So I would say Valencia mainly just did a good job in keeping their young players. And, you know, theoretically, those guys are only 22, 23, 24. Should be getting uh, quite a bit better this year. Uh, Abuba should get better. Teach it De Falco definitely should get better. Chinenye should get better, and they've kind of covered uh, covered some of their gaps, getting Enrico Chester, Thibaut Rossard. You know, I I think a team that will do better than last year. I don't. Th- I mean, they have a small chance of being uh, being a th- a threat to be get relegated, but I think Padova and probably Verona uh, could be worse, and, and and Ravenna as well. I think. I think, I think if I'm looking back at all these rosters, Padova's the favorite to get relegated, and the other three, we'll see. But overall, I give uh, Viva Valencia a plus, mostly for keeping their players, while also adding... I mean, Tibor, sorry, that, that's a pretty good signing. And, you know, if they can keep uh, Victor Cardoso for a couple of years, he could, be, he could be quite a big threat. All right, so I think that is all the teams. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast after such a long absence. I know I feel bad because I haven't done one in a while and I I know there's, there's nothing really that (laughs) scratches the very specific itch of someone talking uh, this much in depth about volleyball, but I think I've got everything set up here that I should be able to uh, keep a little bit more of a consistent schedule with the content going forward. Personally, I'm really excited for volleyball to get back. I know, firsthand how, how, uh, how difficult it is to get sports back up and running in the time of COVID. Unfortunately, it's looking like the everything won't go super smoothly to start, but hopefully, I mean, by February, March of next year, we'll be able to have some sort of uh, consistent regular uh, league play where you're not uh, second-guessing whether each particular game is going to get played. But, you know, until then, we'll, we'll see how it goes. The NBA has been doing a great job. MLS has been doing a great job. A couple of the uh, football leagues in Europe have been doing a great job of, of keeping sports safe. And I think the key is just uh, really, really strict testing and, you know, just playing it safe. If, if there's a risk, then, then don't go ahead with, with, the, with the game. But anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. You know, send me a message, a DM if you disagree with, with one of these picks, if you think I'm crazy uh, rating one team way too high, if I'm crazy for rating one team way too low. I'm just in- interested to hear your thoughts. I love kind of discussing volleyball with all you guys, and I miss it. So uh, send me your thoughts, and everyone, hope you have a good week.